Welcome to the Aging Well Podcast. I'm Jeff Armstrong, here with Corbin Bruton. In this and the episodes that follow, we will share candid discussions on aging and hear from the experts. We are here to inform and encourage as we experience, well, aging. Of course, not lifting weights to maintain muscle mass is a habit that can hurt one's chances of aging well. But what are the habits that might keep you from aging well? In this episode, we discuss 13, make that 14 habits, that might just be keeping you from aging well. I know you love men's health for its quality articles. I do. I note a hint of sarcasm, but here is one interesting article titled 13 Habits That Hurt Your Chances of Gaining Lean Muscle Mass. Now, we've addressed the importance of maintaining muscle mass for aging well, and I thought maybe this would be a good topic for this episode of the Aging Well Podcast. This sounds like a great topic. We might want to extend it simply to 13 habits that hurt your chances of aging well. Of course, not lifting weights to maintain muscle mass is a habit that can hurt one's chances of aging well. So what does the article report these habits to be? The 13 habits that hurt your chances of gaining lean muscle mass are skimping on shut-eye, always lifting heavy, too many single joint exercises, wolfing down protein bars, skipping the barbell, devoting the wrong amount of time to cardio, fasting before a workout, skimping on water, focusing on post-workout protein, sticking to the same routine, not tracking workouts, being impatient, and skipping supplements. Now, this list is geared towards young bodybuilders, but what are your thoughts? Um, I think you know, there's quite a few things that we can look at in there um, that apply to anyone that's attempting to age well. Uh, first, you know, looking at skimping on shut-eye. We've talked about that repeatedly, you know, the importance of seven to eight hours of sleep at night, having an appropriate bedtime, and getting up at the same time. Those are Hugely important to health in general, but also in gaining lean muscle mass, even for an aging population. Always lifting heavy. I think an issue for most older adults is not lifting heavy enough. And so that's going to be a little bit different when we compare younger uh, individuals trying to gain muscle mass versus the older population that needs to maintain and to gain muscle mass. Um, I would agree too many single joint exercises can apply to both the younger and the older populations. Um, wolfing down protein bars, I don't find that to be a big issue for the aging population. The reason why the article talks about wolfing down protein bars is because of all the other crap that's in protein bars. That's not really necessary. But that being said, I think for the older population, getting more protein is going to be important. And so it may be that wolfing down those protein bars can be beneficial to the older population. Um, skipping the barbell, <clears throat> I would agree, that's going to apply across the board. So devoting the wrong amount of time to cardio, I think is something we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast, where if we are focused on our cardiorespiratory health too much, we tend to de-emphasize 
lean muscle mass and we do more and more cardio. We try and lose body fat and we ultimately lose muscle mass. So I think that applies as well. Fasting before a workout, I don't think is going to be a major issue as we look at the older population. We're not trying to become bodybuilders. Um, skimping on water, obviously that is important. Hydration, focusing on post-workout protein. Again, with the older population, we want to get as much protein as possible. Sticking to the same routine, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for the older population. We're not trying to refine the muscles like a bodybuilder might. We're just trying to get stronger and maintain muscle mass. Having a routine could be much easier for us older adults. Not tracking workouts, again, that's going to limit our overload in our progression. Um, being impatient <laughs> when you're in your latter years, impatience is all you have. You know, if we want to get that muscle mass back up. We don't have as many years as somebody that's in their twenties trying to become a bodybuilder. Um, and in skipping on supplements, I think we need to talk a little bit more about that as to how that is relevant or not relevant to the older population. What are your thoughts? I mean, the one thing I, definitely disagree on and, and it's it's up for debate so i i can see it from both sides but the fasting before a workout i mean i do fasted workouts and i personally feel for me i in a fasted state um i hit my most gains i hit my most prs in a fasted state and i know that seems silly because it's like that ah, that's kind of irrelevant but i don't know i feel when i'm Fasting in a workout, I can push myself a little bit more than going in not fasting. I know that's a weird concept, it's but for physiologically me, not plausible. Well, nah, I mean, uh, I it mean, works if, for me. If you're fasted, you are you don't have the energies available to fuel the muscle for an optimal workout. Just got all this glycogen storage in my muscles, but you still, know. you're going to deplete that. And if you're in a fasted state. There's no backup sources other than the liver to get glucose to the muscle. And yeah, I mean, there's, it's not a huge deal. Uh, I think it, it makes a little bit of a difference in terms of your capacity to, to do the work that you need to do. But from a timing standpoint, for many of us, we're getting up early in the morning and working out is a issue. Then fasting is not such a big deal. I mean, for me, I, I train in a fasted state every day because I train at 4.30 in the morning. There is no not training in a fasted state. Do I see a difference when I'm able to train in the afternoons? Absolutely. I lift more weight in the afternoons, which means I have a better stimulus to, to grow when my body has a little bit of energy stored up in there. But that being said, it I'm not trying to become a bodybuilder. I'm just trying to lift to maintain some of that so-called old man strength. And if I have to fa be fasted when I work out, it, it's not such a big deal. Mm. Um, I would say that now taking a little bit of branch chain amino acids while I'm working out in that fasted state seems to be having a little bit better effect. Again, I'm not quantifying that with a, controlled research study, but I think observationally it and practically it makes a little bit of sense. If you are going to be fasting while working out, consuming something that might have a little bit of carbohydrate in it, 
something that has some creatine in some branch chain amino acids can help benefit that workout and your recovery a little bit better. Shifting to habits that might prevent us from aging well, we already established that not maintaining muscle mass can prevent us from aging well. What are some other habits we should avoid? Well, we know that sedentary lifestyles can lead to muscle loss, decreased bone density, and other health issues. So I would say that a lack of regular physical activity is a habit that is hindering our chances of aging well. Physical activity in addition to resistance training. Yes. We need to be moving more to be aging well. Diets high in processed food, sugar, and saturated fats can contribute to inflammation and oxidative stress, accelerating the aging process. So a balanced, nutrient-rich diet is essential. And we've already discussed the need to get more protein as we age. Lack of quality sleep can affect cognitive function, mood, and overall health. We have talked many times about establishing good sleep habits for optimal health and well-being. Have a regular bedtime, right? Of course, and try and get up at the same time every day. And try to get to the seven to eight hours of quality sleep. If possible. The literature seems to indicate, however, that regular sleep patterns are as important, if not more important, than how much sleep we get. Allowing stress to get the better of us is another habit that can hinder our ability to age well. Yeah, chronic stress can lead to inflammation and accelerate aging. So adopting stress management techniques such as mindfulness and meditation can be beneficial. Meditation, relaxation techniques, journaling, exercise, anything that helps us to relax. Alcohol? Heavy alcohol consumption can lead to liver damage, dehydration, and contribute to premature aging. So moderation is the key. And we shouldn't consider alcohol as a relaxation technique. No. While moderate alcohol consumption can be relaxing, we shouldn't be drinking alcohol as a stress response and especially not as an escape mechanism. I do agree with you though. I, I, I cannot stress much. I cannot stress enough that we really should not be using alcohol as a relaxation technique. I know as a society, a lot of people are like, man, you know, this is a really stressful day, but at least I got cold beer in the fridge and then they want to go home, home and crack it open. And then, one beer turns into two, turns into six, et cetera, et cetera. And it, I mean, there's no denying that alcohol through the literature, through the research, it is a depressant and it also can induce anxiety as well. Well, again, it comes down to moderation. It comes down to your personal response to the alcohol. Now, when I say it should not be an escape mechanism, we shouldn't be using alcohol to just deal with the stress. But I don't know that there's necessarily anything wrong. And there are certainly health benefits. We know that it can help to reduce blood pressure and have other positive effects on the cardiorespiratory system. That coming home after a day of work, relaxing with a glass of wine or, you know, a, a drink, whether it's, you know, serving of whiskey or a beer can have positive effects. It's, it's where do we draw that line between where we are using it in a healthful manner 
versus using it in a manner that becomes detrimental. And I think that takes a little bit of wisdom and we have to apply that wisdom when we look at alcohol consumption relative to our stress and relaxation. Yeah, but alcohol can also break down protein synthesis, which we talk about that that's that's a that's a very important thing in order to add muscle mass for that aging well population. Again, but it's there's a a line in which that crosses over and light to moderate alcohol consumption unless you know you're a body if you're ever a bodybuilder and you're trying to pack on every ounce of muscle possible to win Mr. Olympia, that's going to make a huge difference. When you're my age, 60 years old, and you know, you're just really looking at maintaining some level of strength and maintaining your current muscle mass, and certainly not you know, losing a significant amount of muscle mass, that one drink daily or a few drinks a week is not going to have that detrimental effect on protein synthesis. Uh, it's again, it's what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And how are you using the alcohol that makes the difference? I guess I'm just talking from my own personal experience. Well, again, too. and it's always personal experience. It's, it's personal application of any of these principles that we talk about. What works for some is not going to work for others. What works for others is not going to work for, for them. And so we have to be very individualized as we approach things like stress management, alcohol consumption, and those types of things, because everybody responds a little bit differently. Everybody has different needs. Everybody has a different kind of focus on how they interact with, say, alcohol, you know, because culturally in, in some situations, you know, you have a lot of Europeans that that glass of wine a day is part of the culture. It's part of their social activity. You may be doing actually more stress by taking that away. But somebody who comes from a history of alcoholism or has health issues related to alcohol certainly should be a bit more cognizant of how they approach their alcohol consumption. And if you're using it as an escape, and the same could be said for any kind of self-medication, using that for an escape is detrimental. But there is a certain level of healthfulness to it, but there's also a certain detrimental aspect to it that we have to consider as we look at something like alcohol. But the key is, you know, we, we don't want to create more stress on our body. We don't want to do what is harmful. We want to do what's going to be helpful. Smoking is another major contributor to premature aging, causing wrinkles, skin damage, and increasing the risk of various health conditions. How often do we have to say, don't smoke? Apparently, until there are no more smokers. Not using sunscreen? Would you consider that to be another habit that keeps us from aging well? Overall, yes. UV radiation can accelerate skin aging and increase the risk of skin cancer. Consistent use of sunscreen and protective clothing is important. The most important point is to avoid overexposure to the sun's rays. But remember that some sun is important to one's health. Vitamin D and mental health. Yes. Inadequate hydration is another habit that can keep us from aging well. Dehydration can affect skin elasticity and overall health. Drinking an adequate amount of water is essential for proper bodily function. Poor mental health 
such as chronic anxiety and depression can impact physical health and accelerate aging. So seeking support and practicing mental health strategies is important. Too many people avoid getting the help when they need it. That would include neglecting regular doctor visits? Neglecting regular checkups and preventative health care measures can result in undetected health issues and may accelerate aging. Isolation and lack of social connections can impact mental and emotional well-being, potentially accelerating the aging process. So maintaining social relationships is crucial. Overlooking cognitive stimulation is another habit that can limit our ability to age well. A lack of mental stimulation and challenges can contribute to cognitive decline. Engaging in activities that stimulate the brain, such as puzzles or learning new skills, is important. As is listening to the Aging Well podcast. I hope that listening to the Aging Well podcast offers a level of cognitive engagement. So our 13th habit would be ignoring posture and movement. I believe that would be 14 habits, but who's counting? Okay, that's 14 habits that may be keeping us from aging well. Poor posture and lack of movement can contribute to joint pain and stiffness, affecting overall mobility and quality of life. Regular stretching and maintaining good posture are important for aging well. Carmine's Law. Strength plus posture equals balance. That's right. So, in summary, exercise, including weight training, eat a balanced, nutrient-rich diet is essential, including quality protein, creatine, and branched-chain amino acids, establish a regular sleep pattern, adopt stress management techniques, don't smoke, limit alcohol, Protect yourself from the harmful effects of the sun and UV rays. Keep hydrated. Practice mental health strategies. See your doctor regularly for checkups and preventative health care. Maintain healthy social relationships. Keep your mind stimulated and focus on posture and movement. If you do all of these things, then you will age well. Age well. Thank you for listening. I hope you benefited from today's podcast. And until next time, keep aging well.